0: In today's episode, we are going to talk about eight businesses that you can start today that can make you 10K or more per month. Welcome to the Millionaire University Podcast, where we teach you the best and fastest way to start and grow a business and create wealth for you and those you love. And now let's give it up for your hosts. This is Justin and Tara Williams. <sighs>
1: um, do we have a list of the businesses that we're talking about?
0: We're looking at a reel with toilet paper on it as we're trying to start the podcast. You asked
1: me how I'm doing and I saw that. Nobody
0: owes you poop. Hey, we talked about poop last time and you said no more poop talk on the podcast.
1: find (laughs) our, oh, there it is.
0: Okay. I asked you how you're doing. Aren't you going to ask me how I'm doing? Oh, how are you doing? Rude. Rude. I'm doing good. You know, hasn't been a busy week, right? I don't know if busy is the right word. Just, you know, we have like 27 life altering Decisions that we're making. Just about every business that we're involved in has something major going on (laughs) and our life plans. Every
1: one of our kids has something major. You and I have something major.
0: Our life plans. And everything's also fine. May or may not adapt. We were gonna record this yesterday, but Tara wasn't talking to me, so (laughs) but now we are talking. (laughs) Tell you what. (laughs) Uh. So for anyone who's disappointed that the podcast didn't come out yesterday, it's Tara's
1: fault. It's Justin's fault. <laughs> He's the one who started a fight. He starts every fight. No. Everything is his fault every day, all day.
0: No, it's Tara's fault. If you want to know why, message me. At <laughs> DM Justin.
1: He still has feelings. <laughs>
0: no way. All right. So far in the podcast, our goal has been to lay some amazing foundational pieces. Kind of like if you've never started a business before or if you're a youngin' or you have kids, it's like you can say, okay. Go to this podcast, start with episode one, and go. So now that we've laid that foundational work, we want to dive a little bit deeper.
1: So this concept that we're going to share with you guys today, we actually took and have been posting it on social media. Now, we got mixed response. Most people could see the opportunity, and they loved it, and they were like... This is awesome. This is super cool. This has
0: been our most popular post on social media so far.
1: It's our most popular post. But of course, it also got the most negative feedback. So let me explain why. If you don't think this way already, it's kind of jarring. It's like, it's not like that. It's not that easy. You can't do that. And we got people just laughing or just like, I can't believe you guys think that. I can't believe you feel this way. And we literally shared business ideas that are alive and functioning and doing extremely well today all over the nation. But some people were like, you guys are idiots. What are you talking about? This is insane. Laughing in our faces. Well, there was one
0: woman who basically was like, said these numbers are ridiculous. And I said, oh, okay. Can you share with us how, like in what way? And so she picked one specific example. And she said, that would take way longer. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. If you did it this way, it'd take longer. And then it costs this much. I just talked to a guy yesterday who's doing it like this. And she's like, and I own a business. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like, why don't you share with us a little more about your business? We'd love to hear about it. And I don't think she responded after that.
1: No, I responded. <laughs> and one guy literally just laughed. Like, we gave a certain price point for a certain service. And he was like, are you kidding me? And I'm like, oh, this is like legit what we paid the guy to do this for us. And so but it's wild. the whole wild. point,
0: too, is we're just given like examples of possibilities of what people could maybe do. Like, these aren't all businesses that we've had or... We're just given numbers to help people get their brains going. Mm-hmm. And instead of using their getting okay, instead of getting their brains going, they were so shut off.
1: And angry. I was and, like, wow, how did you get so angry all of a sudden?
0: And those people will never make money. They'll be forever poor in both their mindset and in their wallet, in their bank account. I
1: know. And it's so sad. I want to just reach out and be like, okay, why first of all, why are you so angry? And then let's talk about this because these are real legit scenarios. So it's like when you and I were dating, I was a third grade teacher. I was making like $25,000 a year and you and I would go on dates and you would talk about opportunities. But then we got married everywhere we went, you would say, oh, check out this. If they did this at this number per this day per year, they'd be able to make this much and this percent on this, this return. And you open up this whole new world to me. To me, money was made by the hour. You get paid by the hour or you get like a yearly salary and everything was capped. And therefore I was just trying to find something that would make a certain amount of money. <laughs> I didn't choose the best. Option for <laughs> no. financial reasons, but it's a great career for doing good. But you open me up. It's like you open up this door to me, to the world of what's possible. And unless that door doesn't get opened for someone, unless you choose to open it yourself or follow those or listen to those who open that for you, you will have a response of, it's not possible. I can't do it. What are you guys talking about? This is ridiculous. It's a scam. It's a scam. You guys are scammers. Or you'll be like, oh, That's super cool. My business is similar. Maybe I could take some of that. Or, oh, wow, look at all that possibility. Look at these opportunities. And you'll be able to take that and run. Is it easy? No. Is it complicated at times? Sure. Is it going to push you past your limits? Totally. But it's possible. And it does work. And it is real. So let's talk about those.
0: Keep in mind, these are just examples. The key to success in any business is you take action and you figure things out and you learn and you adapt and you keep growing from there. So our goal with each one is to give scenarios where you can make it as a business and then where you can scale that business.
1: And a lot of these we've chosen are low barrier to entry type businesses. So it's not like you need a ton of money. It's more putting in time and effort to grow and expand.
0: I think we tried to choose a good range of businesses. One of these things we share today should be able to fit just about anyone's mm-hmm. situation.
1: Okay. Number one is a trash cleaning service. The reason why we like this business is, as we said, it's low barrier to entry, it's easier to get customers, and it's easy to get repeatable customers.
0: Okay, so essentially, what is a trash cleaning service? We're talking about the big plastic trash cans that I think most people have these days. The big plastic trash cans that the trashmen come and pick up once a week. So first of all, we have seen a few different people that are doing this business. And the reason we like it is because anyone can do it. You don't have to have this insane knowledge about business. Everybody has neighbors. You either live in a neighborhood or you live close by a neighborhood where there's multiple people that have these kinds of trash cans. This kind of business would work specifically well in like an HOA area where you have to take your trash and put it in the garage and you don't want your garage to smell up, right? <laughs> smell up. Smell it. You don't want your garage to get all stinky. It'd work Pretty much anywhere where they have these kinds of trash cans. I also think it's a low barrier to entry and can work well. Because if you ask most of your neighbors or people you know, a lot of them, a very high percentage of them, would be more than willing to let you do this for them. And then also, everybody knows somebody who could use this service. Like, everyone essentially needs this service. Or at least a very high amount of people. It's not like you're wondering, oh, I wonder if this person wants this random thing, right? Mm -hmm. It could also be highly referral-based type of business. Okay, so go ahead and share the math or how this could potentially work for someone.
1: Okay, so here's the potential math. Let's say you were to get $15 for every trash can that you cleaned. Let's say you were able to clean about 30 trash cans per day. So 30 trash cans per day equals $450 a day. And so let's say you're working 25 days of a month. That's 450 times 25, which equals $11,250 per month.
0: So how do we, number one, automate this so we aren't the ones having to do all the trash can cleaning forever? I mean, that, I don't know. Yeah, that's something I've really aspired to, right? In my <laughs> entire life. So number one, how do we automate this so we're not the ones having to do all the cleaning, but also so that we can scale it so we can remove ourselves so we can then grow even more and make even more money?
1: obviously there are a lot of different options, but to start simply, you could hire someone to help you to clean trash cans at let's say $20 an hour. You could also even hire someone because you'll probably want to continue to get new customers. If you lose customers, you could even hire someone to do some sales or you could be the salesperson. But if you just want to keep it simple, hire someone at $20, they go clean, and then you can focus on getting customers.
0: Yeah. So essentially, if you're cleaning 30 trash cans per day at $15 per trash can, you're making $450 per day. And then if you hire someone at $20 an hour and they're working eight hours for the day, that's $160 for the day, which leaves you with how much?
1: Uh, $290.
0: So not too shabby, right? Mm -hmm. You're making $290 per day just for having acquired those customers and dealing with any customer service and stuff like that. Okay. So if you had three people working for you, how much is that per day, babe?
1: that would give you $870 a day times that by 25 days in a month would get you to 21,750 per month times that by 12 for the year, 261,000 for the year.
0: So once again, we're not saying this is easy. It's simple, right? The numbers are simple. The math is simple. You need to figure out how to acquire that many customers. It wouldn't start with that many. Mm -hmm. At first, you're just going to start getting a few and then you're going to learn how to clean the trash cans and the kind of supplies you need and By the way, you can literally look this up on YouTube. You can literally look up very specifically how to start a trash can cleaning business. And they'll let you know the kind of soap they use and the different things that they do. They might give you different numbers. You're going to hear from different people that have this similar business. And you can find out exactly how they're doing it. And then you can begin to do it. And then when you take action, you get back feedback that only you know about, right? Like it's very specific to you for your area, your personality, the way that you're reaching out to people So it starts with you reaching out to some people that you know, and then you ask them if they have people. And then other people are going to see you cleaning these trash cans or hire someone from the beginning. I'm not saying you need to be the one cleaning these trash cans from the beginning. Like, I would not be the one cleaning them from the beginning. I just... (laughs) I don't love cleaning, you know? So depends on how old you are, where you're at in life, like what you want to do, what you're willing to do. You can either start out cleaning these on your own at the beginning, or you can hire someone from the beginning, and then you can continue to grow from there, constantly finding ways to leverage your time and to get more customers. And then your number one goal is to acquire customers. And then like Tara said, you can hire someone who their job is to acquire customers. Like literally, how many doors do you think you would need to knock to get 10 customers for this business? I mean, we're just throwing out numbers. We're just guessing, but... I would think you can get a customer like one out of every like 10 doors you knock. not. Getting. I would think so. And then depending on if they want their trash cans cleaned like weekly or maybe you do some monthly, you know, there, there's going to be some logistics for sure. You're going to have to decide how you want to go about this. Like I said, this is not a business we have done, but this is a business that there's a good chance I would have one of my kids do. In fact, actually, the way I first heard about this business idea is we did a youth mastermind Group And one of the dads like brought it up as an idea of someone that he heard about someone who who did this. And then I was on Instagram and I saw a reel of someone talking about how they did it. And that's where I came up with like the numbers of the $15 per trash can and the doing 30 per day. But he was talking about it as like a side hustle. Then, of course, where does my mind go? My mind goes to scale. Right. How do you scale this kind of business? Mm Before you know it, you have this business that's literally cleaning trash cans in like every neighborhood in an entire county. You know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then you just keep growing it from there. Mm -hmm. So, logistically, like it would be a pretty involved business, but acquiring customers would not be that difficult, which is why I think it would be a great business for someone who's young or someone who's just starting off and wants to make some extra money. Maybe you get it going with your family and you have your kids do the cleaning and then they get their friends' help. I mean, that could be a nightmare as well, right? <laughs> there are many people that would be very happy to have a job getting paid twenty dollars an hour, doing something as easy as cleaning trash cans. Mm-hmm. So finding the people to do the labor would not be that difficult. There would just be a lot of logistics to make sure that it's all happening, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And then just do the math from there. If you want to get to a million dollars, how many customers do you need, or or how many? I, I like to look at it as like how many cleaners do you need, and how anyway. This isn't our business. This is your business. You go figure out all the numbers. We're just giving you an idea. Okay? Jeez, guys. Come on. Make us do everything. (laughs) So basically, yeah, if you have like 10 people cleaning, and maybe the way you go about it, I don't know if the people cleaning are also the ones acquiring customers, because then they might steal your business. You might want separate people cleaning and acquiring customers. (laughs) But if you have a system for acquiring customers, let's say it costs you like 20 bucks to acquire a customer, or even if it costs you... 30 bucks to acquire a customer like you make your money back after two times of cleaning their trash cans and you could set it up on a monthly auto pay system so you just have the cash flow coming in it also be easy to pass out flowers and it's so easy because you know who your customers are because they're the people that have the big plastic trash cans in front of their house So they're saying here we are we're your customer right (laughs) so anyway this is just one idea really easy to get going you can make it as small or as big as you want it could be used as an initial way to start a business, to maybe be able to quit your job, to teach your kids how to do it. And then you can grow as big as you want from there, or you could use it as a launching pad to something else.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, kind of fun. Kind of a fun little business.
1: Mm-hmm. Trash cans, baby.
0: Trash cans. Let's do it. But yeah, when this guy brought this up at the mastermind meeting, he was stoked about it. I thought it was a pretty cool thing. And then I saw it some other places as well. And so hopefully he's not upset at us for sharing it here. And. <laughs> The truth is, once again, ideas are a dime a dozen. It's all about execution. So get out there, take action on whatever it is you're doing, and execute your trash can cleaning service business. And we want to hear how it goes. All right, number two, baby cakes.
1: Okay, the second business is mobile car detailing. The reason why we love this one is because we used this one when we lived in San Clemente, and it was honestly our favorite Amazing. thing ever. So it was mobile. So we would reach out to this guy, we shoot him a text. He was a great car cleaner, but a horrible marketer.
0: No, not a good businessman.
1: Not very organized. Man, if he could have gotten himself together, he would have made a killing because everyone in our family and all the other families we told about, people absolutely love this service.
0: Everyone wanted him and he was hardly available because he was so busy.
1: He didn't communicate. And I wish he would have gotten it together for my own selfish reasons. And I wish (laughs) I knew someone here who was doing the same thing. Anyways, we haven't found someone yet. So the reason why we like this business is because most people have cars. We have cars. You have cars. Most people have multiple cars and cars continually need to be washed. So this is how much this guy charged us. He would come out. He'd spend a couple hours on usually a couple cars and he would charge us $75. It was kind of like this mid range of a detail and a good clean. It was kind of in the middle. It wasn't like detailed crazy and it wasn't just kind of a simple clean. Like he, he just did a good job. Yeah. And
0: he could, he probably could have charged more. Yeah.
1: He definitely could have charged more, but he did a great job. We loved it. He came to us. It was done. We paid him. He was on his way. Easy peasy. If we could actually get into our house, that was the complicated yep. part. <laughs> so here are the numbers. So let's say you're doing $75 per car.
0: On average. Now, maybe you on have average. a package where you're doing some cars for 40 if it's just a regular wash and a detail is more like Like a legit detail. Or you have like a middle ground detail that's like 75 to 100. But on average, we just figured let's do, to make numbers easy, $75 per car.
1: Okay. So let's say you can do 10 cars per day. So he,
0: a lot most houses, you're probably doing a couple cars.
1: Yeah. So let's say 10 cars per day, $75 per car, that equals $750 a day. And let's say you're doing $750 a day for 25 days, that would equal $18,750 a month
0: minus soap. Soap, driving,
1: whatever supplies and and things that you
0: need. But which is not very expensive, which is why we love this business as well. Yeah.
1: And then if you want to scale this business, let's say you hire 10 people at $200 per day each for each person.
0: So the numbers on that, if you were to hire 10 people at $200 per day, it'd be $137,500 per month minus like, let's say $30,000 overhead, which would put you at over seven figures per year. Boom, baby. Boom. So, once again, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, they're making it sound too easy, yeah, we're not saying this is easy. We're not saying that tomorrow you're going to be making a million dollars per year. But if you get going, you acquire some customers, which customers for this would be like, I'm your for hello. We're here. We're ready. We're ready. And then what would happen is there's so many, I mean, this might sound this might not be politically correct, but like mommy text groups, like what do they call <laughs> <laughs> uh, mommy daddy text groups. Anyway, there's so many text groups. Like this guy just got blown up through text groups, I think just from like our church. He uh-huh. was like more than full-time busy just from that, right? The same
1: with the mobile guy who comes and repairs our car. He comes to your house to repair your car. We can't get him out here because he's too busy busy. and he won't hire anyone. And we're like, dude, hire someone. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Let's go. We want to give you our money. You don't want it? No? Okay, fine.
0: You can see how you can make $10,000 per month doing this business. And there's so many different ways you can do it. Just run the numbers. I love running numbers. It's mm-hmm. so fun. It's just like a fun hobby that I have.
1: He does it all the time and I love it.
0: <laughs> but you can literally go do it yourself. You can take someone with you. You can just hire one other person to help. And then over time, you can scale. And obviously, as you scale, if you get to like a seven-figure car detailing business, there's going to be more logistics. You're probably going to have some software involved and customer service and things like that. So this isn't including every little tiny detail. Our goal is just to give you some ideas of different businesses that you could start literally tomorrow if you want. And we'll be your first customers. Another reason we like this business is cars get dirty and they get dirty again and again and again. So what I would recommend is get people on like a monthly plan. A monthly plan and a monthly schedule. That's another thing this guy wasn't doing that he could have, should have done. And supply and demand, the more people that you have that want your service, the more you can charge or you just get more customers. All right, number three,
1: swipe. Swipe. Number three is a social media manager.
0: The reason why we like this business is there are a lot of people that know how to use social media. There's also a lot of training on social media. If you were to study this topic for like a week or two, or even a month, right? Like we go to school for anywhere from four to 12 years. If you were to consume tons of content on this topic for a month straight, like you would know so much about social media management. You would know more than 99.9% of the world about this topic. So from there, you can go do one of two things. You can maybe go work for someone for free for a little bit, like just to try to get a result. And then you can get a testimonial from them, which can help you get more clients. Okay, I should say one of three things. You can also post your information up on like a site like Upwork. Where you can do freelance work for somebody and then you get them a result and then you get testimonials and reviews and social proof from them and then that allows you to get more customers. Now we know of people, someone specifically who was a social media manager and they started out just making a little bit of money then they turned out into six figures and then they started teaching other people and they ran a webinar to that teaching other people how to be social media managers and they grew a seven figure business. Also, our daughter, who did not even have social media accounts up until when. (laughs) So she recently has been helping manage our social media accounts. And she hasn't even done like all the studying like we're talking about. Like she's not ready to be a full-fledged social media manager. But we're paying her for her time just to help us. Mm -hmm. So another thing you can do is you can learn a little bit about social media. You can go work for another company for an hourly or for a salary And then with time, you can start to get some clients on the side. And over time, you can start to do your own business. And you can have a bunch of clients. And then when you have too many clients, you can hire people to help you. And you can have a full-fledged agency. So once again, we're not saying this is for everyone. We're not saying everyone's going to do this overnight. But you can see kind of the process, how you start it, and then you nail it, and then you scale it. And there's lots of different ways you can leverage a skill like this. There are many, many businesses, many people that would be happy to use your services as a social media manager. And something that's cool about this is you're constantly improving your skill. So you're literally getting paid to improve your craft, to improve your worth, to be able to help more people. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. So here are some potential numbers on something like this. Let's say you've learned a thing or two about social media. Maybe you've worked for someone for a little bit, or you've done something for free for someone, or you just go for it because <laughs> after you've learned, right? At the beginning, you can start charging probably around $500 per month. That might be a good place to start because you're not quite as experienced with what you're doing. To start out, you get a few clients, and then over time, you grow that to 20 clients, each paying you $500 per month. What's the numbers on that, baby?
1: $10,000 a month, right on the
0: dot. $10,000 per month. Once again, not saying that's super easy to do, but as you continue to learn and grow and get results for your clients, people will refer you to other people, or you can ask for referrals. Or since you're a social media manager, you now know how to market through social media, and you create your own page, and you create case studies, and all kinds of fun stuff. Now, you could probably manage 20 clients on your own. I mean, maybe somewhere in there, you end up hiring someone to help you out. But over time, as you get better, you can scale this by doing one of two things. You can take the education and knowledge that you've learned and you can teach other people how to do this, like we mentioned, and you can make money that way. Or you just grow it and you do that in two different ways number one, you've gotten a lot better by now. So there will come a point where you can charge a lot more, like up to $1,500 per month, let's say. Now, these are all real numbers that we know of different people that are charging between these ranges to do this kind of job. So they're very in line with what people are willing to pay if they get someone that can really help them out. And there's so much value if you're helping someone manage their social media accounts. Right, Tara? We know that, right? Yes, we do.
1: <laughs> if you can help someone grow their social media accounts, I mean, people can really track what you're bringing in. And to pay $1,500 a a month for something so valuable is something that they will be able to do the numbers on and be like, yes, you're good at what you do. I don't have the time. I'm going to hire you.
0: So over time, you raise your prices to $1,500 per month. You create some killer systems. You use some awesome tools that you've discovered as you've taken action and you've researched and learned and grew. You hire a couple VAs and you hire a couple managers. So these are how the numbers could potentially work at scale.
1: Okay. Let's say you get to where you have 50 clients. And these clients are paying you $1,500 per month. That would equal $75,000 per month minus, let's say, 20000 of overhead per month. That gives you $55,000 a month.
0: Boom, baby. Boom. Okay, the next one is kind of similar, but slightly different. And there's a chance that you end up doing both of these maybe, mm-hmm. right? But what's the next one, baby?
1: So the next one is digital marketing. You choose a marketing vertical, start with one client and grow from there. Now, what do we mean, Justin, by a marketing vertical?
0: So a marketing vertical could be, for example, you're a YouTube's ad specialist. I know several people that specialize in just teaching people how to do YouTube ads. They're really good at it. And they help their clients make a lot of money just doing YouTube ads. You could also do Facebook ads. You could be an expert at LinkedIn.
1: You could be really good at Twitter growth or building funnels or creating copy. Or I was talking to a good friend yesterday and she builds quizzes for clients. I mean, there are all kinds of things that you can do. All kinds of verticals. Or SEO
0: or the list goes on and on of all the different things that a digital marketer can do. So kind of similar to the social media manager, the way you would go about this is maybe you already have some experience with digital marketing. If you don't do one of two things, start studying everything you can. We live in the information age. Like you do not need to go to a college classroom and go take like twenty seven thousand classes, and then now oh, we're going to teach you one class about digital marketing. Uh, it's like
1: no twenty seven thousand dollars a year. It's
0: digital marketing. Like it's online. You just find <laughs> it. Like there's so much content you can study. Like if I give you a challenge to just go study one vertical for a hundred hours. It would be insane, like, the knowledge that you have. Then you approach someone like us. Like, you can literally reach out to us. If someone reached out to us, Tara, and they're like, okay, I listened to what you guys said. I studied this thing for 100 hours. Can I do some work for you for free or even, like, minimum wage or whatever and Mm -hmm. see how it goes? How would we respond? Yes. That would be like, uh, okay. (laughs) Right? So you work for them for free for, like, a few weeks, whatever. And and you only it's not, like, full time for this whole time, right? Yeah. You're just trying to get them a result. And then once you get them that result, they give you a testimonial and you build this website and you build a funnel to that, right? Like, and it gets really fun.
1: It's amazing how much you can grow a business off one person, one client that you get results for. You get results, market that because what people want are results.
0: So what are some prices that we have paid digital marketers and or seen digital marketers charge?
1: I mean, the the range is huge, right? It can be very small. It can be very large. But let's say you charge $2,500 per month to do your services.
0: Yeah. I remember when we first started our first education business, we hired that one guy who I'm pretty sure he had been doing it for about a year at that time. We were paying him $3,000 per month. And I don't know how many clients he had. He had several clients though. So we were paying him 3000 per month. And then there was another time we paid another guy like $10,000 per month.
1: Are you talking about the guy who did Facebook ads? Yeah. For 3, the guy that Facebook
0: yeah. ads. Yep. So he was, th- I'm intentionally not saying names, um, but he was 3000 per month. We've paid another guy $10,000 per month. Mm-hmm. And, Recently, we were looking into another person who does Facebook stuff for $5,000 per month.
1: I mean, we're looking into video editors who charge like $5,000 per month, $2,000, $10,000 per month just to edit videos. Like there are so many marketable skills right now that take time and people need someone to pay (laughs) to get their time back.
0: Totally. But yeah, if you can show someone how, okay, by doing this thing, I can get you this ROI. You know, you want to start thinking of yourself as not just an employee, but as a rainmaker. What do I mean by Rainmaker, Tara? Okay.
1: (laughs) I mean, I don't know what you mean by it, but I'm interested to hear what you have to say.
0: (laughs) Rainmaker, a.k.a. someone who brings down the rain and thunder, a.k.a. someone who brings down money, someone who helps you make money. Like, let's say you're working with someone who has product that are up to like several thousand dollars and you can show them how you can get them 10 more sales per month. You're gonna make them another $100,000 per month. They're gonna be happy to pay you $5,000 per month, Mm -hmm. right? Right. So anyway, needless to say, what are some of the hypothetical example numbers that we came up with, Tara?
1: Okay, so let's say you are charging $2,500 per month for this marketing skill. And then you have five clients. That would equal $12,500 per month.
0: Okay, so here are some examples how to scale this. First of all, once again, you've learned a lot more, so you can now charge more money per month. You don't have to just stick to the $2,500 per month. You know more, there's more demand, you have a lot of case studies, so you've improved your value. So let's say you can now charge $5,000 per month You get 25 clients, and let's say you also create a course that you sell for $500 per course, and you sell 50 courses per month. 50 courses a month at $500 would be, what is that, babe?
1: $25,000 per month.
0: $25,000 per month, and 25 clients at $5K per month would be?
1: $125,000 per month. To give you a grand total of selling courses and having your now done-for-you service clients would equal $150,000 per month.
0: Boom, baby! And once again, I feel like we're repeating this again and again. We are not saying the road to this is simple. Like this is probably like a several year road hypothetical roadmap, which Mm -hmm. will be different based on your numbers and based on all the things That you do in your business. The only goal here is to open up your mind, give you some ideas of different things that you can do, look at different people, how they're doing it.
1: And to get you in the habit of running numbers. We are always running numbers. What is the possible potential? What is the ROI? What are the numbers? What can we do with this? Numbers can really open the doors in a lot of ways.
0: Yes. It's a numbers game, right? Just keep running the numbers, like how much can be made here? And then how do I scale it from there? Mm Because the truth is we see a lot of people who just stick with their job and they don't know how to make money. They don't even know how to like do something that will make them a living wage. And then from there, we see a lot of people that are making a living wage, but they just created another job for themselves and they don't know how to automate or scale it. Like it's not rocket science. It's not easy. There has to be execution, but it is simple. Mm -hmm. It's not like you have to come up with this crazy change the world idea and that no one's ever thought of like. No, like these are very basic, very simple things that anyone can start doing today.
1: And it's all about changing the way that we typically think about making money. We're usually taught to think in, I get paid this amount per hour or I get paid this salary per year. You're pretty capped in that situation. This is all about how much can I make per hour? How can I hire people to help me make more per hour? How can I leverage people, systems, technology, all the different points of leverage to where I then am out of the hourly or salary rate where I'm now leveraging opportunity and making a lot more money.
0: And what happens to a lot of people is they look forward, they're like, oh, but I don't know how to hire people. I don't know how to do this thing or that thing. Don't worry about that. Start with step one. And then you worry about step two, three, four, five, and six as you get there, one step at a time you continue to grow and expand. And you can always look up and learn about those things. I literally today listened to three-fourths of a book on hiring because that's kind of the next step that we want to be taking here. And I we have hired people in the past, but I want to continue to improve that skill. And literally within a couple hours, I now know more about hiring. I am mean, I mean, we already knew a thing or two about it just from past experience, but just from reading that book, anyone who would read that book would know more about hiring than 99.9% of the world. And it's just a book that I listened to and paid $15 for, Mm -hmm. like it's insane. It's
1: insane what's out there right now. People are so transparent with their businesses and how they're making money. It's a new day and age.
0: The number one thing I think we want everyone to realize is what you have at your fingertips, like what is possible the time that you live in where you live, like what you can do, like do not limit yourself. Mm-hmm.
1: As I was saying, I was hanging out with a good friend yesterday and she was saying, if you are an entrepreneur or someone who wants to grow a business or someone who wants to just grow generally, you want to hang around people who tell you it's not hard. If everybody's saying, oh, you can't do that. Oh, it's hard. And they're just down in the dumps and just beating you down. You're not going to do it. You need people to tell you, yes, you can do it. And yes, it's easy in the way that it's easier to do it that way, to face yourself, to tackle things, to get things figured out and have more freedom in your life. So we're here to tell you, you can do it. It's easier than going to a nine to five job and having someone else tell you what to do every day. And yes, you can do it.
0: Boom. All right, number five. What do we got for number five?
1: Number five is you can start an e-commerce business. Is there a physical product that you would like to sell?
0: Okay, so we're gonna go through this one relatively quickly. As you guys know, you've heard us mentioned several times. I have a sister who her and her husband started a modest swimsuit business. And my brother's now a partner in that. And it's been amazing to watch them grow that thing. It started with uh, an idea of what Brittany wanted to do. My sister wanted to do something that she wanted to create for herself that she wasn't really seeing out there. She learned how to sew. She started creating these. She had other people that wanted them. She made them for them. And then she figured out how to do it at scale. And it's been really cool. Her husband was going to become a doctor, but he quit his job as a nurse. My brother's working with them and they literally sell thousands and thousands of these swimsuits every year and they've now extended to other clothing and it's been really awesome to see literally selling millions of dollars of these swimsuits every year so e-commerce just like anything else what is something that you are interested in something that you might know a thing or two about and there's so many youtube videos podcasts blogs on e-commerce and how to go about selling it our youngest is interested in starting a pickleball company so he's been studying a little bit about e-commerce now when he applies that he's young <laughs> when he actually gets going on it it was we're yet trying to, to make be, sure he just
1: does his homework yeah in it his room, to be but... Seen.
0: But it's been cool seeing him listen to these books on audible and doing some research on it and all the things that he's learned as a well he was 12 he just turned 13 mm-hmm. so it's been pretty cool Yeah, but what is a product that you are interested in? You might have some knowledge about it. You could start talking about a specific subject and then you could sell the thing or you can start selling it and then create it or you can create it and then start selling it. My one recommendation there would be to not invest too much money on product development before you start selling it to help mitigate risk. Now, if you've done a lot of research or you've done something like this before, you're partnering with someone who's done it, cool, you know, you got your bases covered, but just don't go out there. I have seen it done where people go out and they'll spend hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars on product development and something just doesn't totally work out how they plan. And you just don't need to run a business that way. So don't take that unnecessary risk. Just it's not needed.
1: Okay. So let's talk some numbers here. These come from a book that our son actually listened to. It's called 12 months to 1 million. So let's say you have a $30 product and you get to where you are selling 20 of those products per day. That would equal $600 per day. Now, let's say $600 times 30 days, since it's online, you could be selling more days. That would equal $18,000 per month. So take that $18,000 minus the cost of your product and overhead. And let's say that gets you to around ten dollars to $12,000 per month on a $30 product selling 20 a day.
0: Okay, so then how would you scale it from there?
1: Okay, so let's say you take that product and you want to sell three to four more products in that same category. They're similar. Maybe it's easy to market because you already know how to market the product that you're already selling and you're selling a few more products. Then you can take those numbers and multiply them by three or four depending on the products that you're doing and if you have the same success rate.
0: So these numbers, just like anything that we're talking about, like the first few months, you're going to feel like you're pushing this really big, heavy car uphill, right? It's going to feel so hard and like, oh, I'm not getting anywhere, You're probably going to be working harder, making less money. The next few months, you'll be getting a little bit of traction. This is assuming that you're taking fast, effective action the whole time, right? Then you'll start to get some traction, start to make a little bit of money. And then after that, you'll start to make like a decent amount of money. And then from there, you can really start to scale, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not going to be linear, how we always talk about. It's not like, okay, we're talking about how you can make a million dollars. You're not going to make $100,000 the first month and $100,000 the last month. No, you're going to be making a lot less at the beginning and then you'll grow up to that $100,000 per month run rate.
1: And if you can't deal with that mentally and emotionally, we recommend you listen to our Stand Track Hacks podcast because there really is a point where you feel like a crazy person because you're working so hard and you're not getting the traction or the results that you want. and You have to blast through that wall and keep moving forward when it seems logically in your mind, like it makes absolutely no sense. How to keep going when you feel like, what am I doing? Is this even getting the results? That's usually when you hit those moments of really making progress.
0: Also, if a million dollars a year, $100,000 per month sounds just too crazy and you can't wrap your brain around it, like, don't try to wrap your brain around it. Start trying to get to whatever amount will help you either quit your job or if you don't have a job, make some money. <laughs> like, whatever will help you get to what works for you to where you're paying your bills and then mm-hmm. you're making a little bit of excess and then you can continue to grow from there. Like, just take it one step at a time.
1: Okay, number six, uh, SAS.
0: Sassy girl. I got a a sassy girl. (laughs)
1: Yeah, you do. Now, SAS stands for software as a service. Now, I think this is super cool. Software has a lot of potential. And I feel like every time I turn to my computer or look online, there's a new software popping up. And I love it because I love software. They make my life easier. They make solutions much more simple. And I feel like people are just getting smarter and smarter with software. We have a software company right now. And so, You know, we've had some experience in this and we're learning a lot of different things, but software is a pretty powerful, it's a pretty powerful way to make money and also make life better for everyone.
0: Something that's cool about software too is what's called continuity, which means once again, a lot of these businesses that we're talking about, they're paid monthly. So it's not like you go out, you catch the fish and you just got to go like catch another fish. It's like you have this thing, you've created this machine, this system, this process that pays you again month after month. And that's fun. It's fun making money month (laughs) after month, right? It just helps it be more predictable and know the amount of money that you're going to make. It's like what they refer to as like virtual real estate. But instead of making, you know, a couple hundred dollars per house, you can make, well, I guess you're still making a couple hundred, but it's like everyone can live in the same house and they'll pay you rent. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? It used to be back in the day... That when a software product was made, it was made for a certain company and they charge them you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars and it was mm-hmm. just for that company. I forget which companies started turning it into where it was like, oh, you now license the software. We're going to make the software, but you can all use it. And that's when SaaS was born and it became more affordable for the companies. It became a better solution for the consumers. And it was just a really big win-win. So SaaS is awesome for so many reasons. And SaaS can be a business on its own or it can be coupled with education or other products and services. Right. Mm -hmm. Like Tara said, we have a little bit of experience around this and there's different ways that I would go about this. Now, you might be saying, well, I don't know how to develop software. Well, do we know how to develop software? No, we do not. Not even close. I hardly know how to open my computer. (laughs) Okay, I can open my computer, (laughs) but I can't open any apps because I don't know passwords and I don't like paperwork and I don't like anyway. Yeah. So if you're going to start a software company, there's a few things you need. You need a developer or a developing team. You need someone to sell the software. That can be either like a sales team or it can be a digital marketer. Hey, hey. digital marketing, right? Design is also an important component, mm-hmm. something you could probably hire someone to help you out with. And then you need someone to kind of put it all together, like a leadership Type role, right? CEO, COO, whatever you want to call it. Now you can have all of these things, or you can have some of these things. You can do this in so many different ways. So the first question you want to ask yourself is what do I bring to this equation? Are you good at marketing? Are you good at sales? Do you have capital? Do you know someone who has capital? Are you a software developer? Or are you going to be the one to bring it all together? There's so much value in being the one to bring it all together. I think the main way I've made my money, Tara, is just by like bringing people together. (laughs) Do you remember I used to tell you when I was younger, I was supposed to do certain jobs, but instead of Mm -hmm. doing my jobs, I would figure out ways to get my siblings to do my jobs for me. Like I'm not very good, or there's a lot of things I don't like to do. But because of that, it's caused me to get other people to do things for me, which come to find out it was a very lucrative uh, <laughs> career talent <laughs> talent Yeah, it's like ability. you
1: literally okay you didn't graduate from college as we all know but you got three and a half years through college and you didn't even know how to type I'm like how oh. did you, I feel like I'd written <laughs> 72 million essays I'm like how do you not know how to type he's, hey, he's like the pointer fingers like ding dong ding dong he's a pro typer now may but
0: I've gotten a few people to do my papers for skills right to not do them for me to write them for me
1: <laughs> is this a confession do you have a confession
0: No. No, but that's wild, right? It's wild wild to think that I did not know how to type, guys. We started our first business, I didn't even know how to type. I was hunting and pecking, but like (laughs) not very well, very slow, but I got other people to help me out and...
1: Hey. And then once you realize how much money can be made by being a fast typer, you increase your speed exponentially. Yes, I did.
0: But you can do the exact same thing, right? Like it mm-hmm. took, probably took me a good month to really feel okay with typing, but I was doing Mavis, was it Mavis Beacon or whatever? <laughs> yep. I was just every day just getting on it and doing it and then practicing, obviously, through sending a bunch of emails. It literally, I know we're kind of getting off track here, but do you remember it used to take me like a couple hours to write an email? Yeah. Not only did it take a long time to do the hunting and pecking, but then like I would have you read it and then I'd rewrite it and think about it, like... Now mm-hmm. it's like email, email, right? Like it's, yep. it's crazy, but that's where we started. You got to start somewhere. You yep. got to enter the corridor, enter the gate, enter the whatever, <laughs> get going and keep going. Let's, let's go. go do this. Come on. Okay. So back to sassy pants here. Um, I love SAS Cause you can literally, you can join up with all these people. You can, you can give out equity or you can pay someone. It just depends on if you have a money component or you don't. But let's say you team up with someone who develops software. You team up with someone who's going to sell it. Maybe on your team, you have a software developer, you have a marketer, you have a salesperson, and maybe you have a designer, and then you have like the person putting it all together. If you don't have people who want to team up or you don't want to give away equity, then you need to find the money for that. Or maybe you have the money or you know someone who does, and then you make them a partner as well. So you can share an equity, you can pay someone, you can hire salespeople. You can pay commissions. Like there's so many different ways you can go about this. Now this sounds kind of familiar, right, Terry? You're like, oh, this sounds like the idea Justin had many years ago when we started our <laughs> software company. Which actually our software company started out as an agency and then it morphed into a software company. But mm-hmm. that's that's uh, another story. Another story for another day. So I had the same idea. Let's get a salesperson. Let's get a marketer. Let's get a developer. Essentially, like that's kind of what it came to. Now what I would recommend before you just give equity and or pay everyone. I would choose one or the other, or maybe people get paid less, so they get less equity, right? Like just figure out what works for everyone. But if you are paying someone and you are giving some equity, make sure that that equity has to be vested. And what do I mean by vested? Let's say you have four partners, so you each have 25%. They don't automatically just get that equity. They have to earn that equity based on reaching certain numbers. So let's say one of your partners is a salesperson, and they're going to be a partner. They might get 5% equity. They might get 10. They might get 15. They might get 20. If they're not getting paid, they're going to require probably more equity, right? That's how you're going to get them in. First of all, they have to be in a position where that works for them, right? Mm -hmm. But if you find someone who's in that situation, then I would make sure that you're not just giving them 20 to 25% equity, Because they may not get a lot of sales for you and then they Mm -hmm. might still claim that they own that much of your company. Mm -hmm. So you would have to come up with certain numbers and it's like, hey, once you reach this amount, then you vest this percent. Once you get to here, you vest this amount. And a couple other things I'd recommend, you might want to focus on the beginning at a commission structure and or profit sharing. With the potential for what's called phantom equity. Now, phantom equity is something that they don't get until there's a liquidation event. Now, the reason this works, because if you're doing profit sharing, it's like they're going to get a percentage of what they're doing. So the incentives are aligned, but then they don't officially have equity until there's a liquidation event. Because if something goes south and they leave the company, they're not walking away with like a fourth of your company. Right. And then everyone's going to be motivated with the same goal. And there's also look, I'm not an attorney or an accountant or anything like that. But I'm pretty sure if you give someone a bunch of equity, then they have to pay taxes on it or something right. like that. And then they're paying taxes on some anyway, I don't mm-hmm. I don't know all those details. I've done a lot of research research on this, because this is how I do it if I do it differently, and or when we continue to grow our businesses in the future, we'll make sure we do some things like this. Like from now on, every single person that we ever work with who has a chance of getting equity or Profit sharing or anything like that. It'll all be vested. It'll all be in a contract. It'll all be written out. And there's just lessons from things that we've learned. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I know we went on a tangent on that a little bit, but... A helpful one. Yeah, a helpful tangent. Mm -hmm. Hopefully there's some good nuggets for you there. Okay, so let's talk about some potential numbers with the SaaS product.
1: Okay, so let's say a subscription to your software costs $100 per month for a client. And let's say you get to a point where you have 200 clients. Now, this would take some time, obviously, to get up to. But 200 clients at $100 per month would equal $20,000 per month.
0: Okay, which is awesome, right? That could definitely take care of you. And let's say you have a partner. So someone's building it, someone's selling it, and you're each making a cool $100,000 per year. Now, of course, at the beginning, especially you're gonna wanna put a lot of that back into the business, but you could see where these numbers can get pretty awesome. Okay, and then from there, how would you scale that?
1: Software's pretty incredible because as you get more clients, you are getting people who are paying you every single month. And your monthly recurring revenue, MRR, It can increase every single month. And so let's say you charge a little more for your software. Maybe you're adding additional features and you get more clients. You hire a sales team who are consistently bringing in more clients per month and you get to 500 clients. And now your software is $300 a month. That would now be yielding you $150,000 per month, which is pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Software is amazing when you think about it. Mm -hmm. It's uh, to me, I look at it as I think I mentioned this already, but it's like building a house and being able to sell that house again and again and again, or have like as many people live there as you want and pay rent. And they're not stepping on top of each other. They're not crowded. Like they all have their own house within the house and everybody's Mm -hmm. happy, but you don't have to keep rebuilding the house. You just have to maintain the house, Mm -hmm. right? Maybe
1: add some features, maybe (laughs) clean some things up here and there, but it's pretty incredible.
0: Yeah. So over time, yeah, you can add more features. You can get to the point where you're charging $300 per month. And if you have 500 clients, then uh, yeah, that puts you at 150. You mentioned that, right? Yep. $300 per month. Okay. Sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and obviously software is there are all kinds of different forms of software so a hundred dollar price point is it really depends on the software you could have a smaller price point with a lot more customers a higher price point with fewer clients or both it really depends on what you want to do with it and how you take it
0: and there's this guy that tara and i have been following that we did like a twitter course from and mm-hmm. or something like that and this guy i don't know how long he's been teaching about marketing and stuff it's probably been like a couple of years i don't know mm-hmm but he just started learning things. Then he started teaching what he learned. And he would do these like one hour to two hour long master classes where he would teach people what he learned, like make you know a few thousand from teaching those. And now he's combining a lot of those things and doing like mastermind groups and all this stuff. And he recently launched a software company and he's killing it. Mm-hmm. And why is he killing it?
1: I mean, he was really smart because he would learn a little skill like Twitter growth. And that's not a little skill. That's an important skill. But he would learn a skill. And he'd get pretty good at it and then he'd instantly just sell it and tell other people just how he'd done that. And he'd grow that course in that list and he'd kind of keep just letting that do its thing and then he'd figure out something else and then he'd sell that little mini course. And then over time he had this chunk of... Four, six, eight, 10 little courses. And then he had his email list that was growing from these different little courses. He had skills that he was growing. He was communicating, working with people. And then all of a sudden he creates this software and he takes all of these courses, all these email lists, all these assets that he has, combines them, and is now selling a software that is more lucrative in the long term, if you ask me.
0: Yeah. And he's learned so much from marketing and he sold his knowledge so that he can keep learning about marketing. And now he knows so much about marketing. So as he's launched this business, a software business, he's the master marketer and he partnered with the developer and they're just killing it. Their numbers, I'm just like blown away.
1: While traveling around the world, he travels a lot. So he's hopping from place to place and he's with his wife and they're having a good time, but he's also building a a profitable business. Very cool.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. So his whole goal is he has the digital marketing education pay for his lifestyle. And then the goal with the SaaS business is to continue to pour the money back into the business and get it to a high valuation so we can sell it in a few years and just make a really large chunk of change.
1: Mm-hmm. And then take that chunk of change. I'm not sure what his plan is, but invest it in different things where he has passive income coming in and bada boom, bada bing, travel where you want.
0: Boom, baby. All right. Number seven. Uh, this is taking us a little longer, I think, because Tara talks a lot and kind of rambles <laughs> Yeah, it's a me. Bit. It's all me. All right. Number seven is education business. This is a business that we might know a thing or two about.
1: This one is near and dear to our heart.
0: So you can start an education business teaching virtually anything. What's a skill or topic that you know a thing or two about or that you're passionate about or that you want to learn about and teach it as you learn? I guess mm-hmm. you could do that as well, right? Right. Another way to start an education business is like Oprah style, right? You interview a bunch of people who know a lot about a certain topic and then that could be the start of your business. So once again, are you leveraging your knowledge? Are you leveraging someone else's knowledge? You could be teaching a marketing skill or any of these things that we've talked about. You could be teaching about software. Literally, on the way to the gym, there's always this like coding school. Mm -hmm. There's Uh, so many
1: different things. You could be talking about ADHD. You could be talking about yoga, how to travel the world, how to get better at breastfeeding, how to have a business coach. Like There are (laughs) so many things you could talk about and teach because there are so many topics in life that we want someone who has knowledge and experience who can save us time. Time and help us get better at the things we care about.
0: Sorry, you distracted me a little bit, and that's probably not. I shouldn't be distracted by that because it's a normal thing that people do. <laughs> like, wow, I am very immature. And uh, <laughs> oh, wow, you've
1: matured though that you're aware. So that's the maturity right aware. there. <laughs>
0: okay, so what were some of the other examples that I going <laughs> to? You can teach people about uh, music, how to play the piano, how to like like. There are so many education businesses that you can teach. So this is how to go about this. Once again, there's a pattern here, guys. We're doing this on purpose. So you see just how simple this is. Make a list of things that you know about, things that you could teach people, things that you want to learn about, and then start looking up those things and looking how other people are selling and promoting their products and services, or actually in this case, how they're teaching people about it and how they're making money by doing that. Okay, so here are some hypothetical numbers of what could be made from an education business. Let's say you come up with a continuity program, a.k.a. a program that you're charging monthly, like a Netflix subscription, but you can charge a lot more because you're not just giving someone movies to watch. You're helping them you know, do something really cool. But let's say you come up with a program that's $100 per month, and you get 100 customers, that equals $10,000 per month. Easy math, right? From there, the way you could scale it, and we've done stuff very similar to this. That's why we're giving these mm-hmm. examples. From there, you can start a mastermind group charging twenty five thousand dollars per month. If you get fifty clients, that's one hundred twenty five thousand dollars per month, and over a million dollars per year after overhead. Right. So once again, these are examples of what we've done, and you might say, "Oh, that seems hard." That's el-. yeah, it is hard. But you know what? I ain't the brightest bulb in the. <laughs> The what do you call it? the bucket? I don't know. Like we
1: don't even know the name of the thing. The sharpest tool in the shed. The
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> brightest stick in the bucket.
0: I think there's a song about it, right? I think I think so. Ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. So sometimes the truth is I'm like, oh I can't tell them these these numbers. It's too hard. They can't I'm like, no, like you can do it.
1: People are doing it right now. There's Lots so of people. many
0: people doing it. So once again, this takes several years. I believe that within four to five years, like anybody starting from zero can get to the point to where they're making a million dollars per month. You can do it sooner. I'm just being very realistic. But once again, to get to this point will take a good few years. We're not talking about overnight. You're going to be doing this right away. But as you get going, as you start teaching these people and they're paying you $100 per month, your knowledge is going to grow. And if you can bring, dang it. And if you can bring people together, In a group setting that are all like making good money. Yeah. You probably can't charge 25 grand for a mastermind group teaching people how to play basic piano lessons. Right. (laughs) But if you're you're bringing people together that are all making like six figures, that was kind of like how we ran ours before. Mm -hmm. You had a business that was making six figures and you wanted to go to seven figures. That was kind of the concept of, of the entire program. And we brought these people together and they would share about their business and what they were doing. And it was really valuable to people. Yeah. And they were happy to pay $25,000 for that. I know of many people that have mastermind groups that range anywhere from 10, 20, 30, 50, 100,
1: 250,000 250, a, a, a
0: year. Like it's, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. You can also do a certification program. We know someone who teaches people how to be life coaches, and she charges $300 per month for her lower entry program. And then she charges $20,000 for certification. Mm-hmm. So her $300 per month is kind of her, like make a little money, like break even. She makes pretty good money from it, but it helps cover all of her overhead, all of her ad spend, all of that. And then the $20,000 per certification is just bankroll money. It's just like pure profit, right? Mm -hmm. So anyway, guys, I hope you enjoy that. Okay. We'll be back. (laughs) Yeah. But remember, just start somewhere. Start small, build into it and grow over time. Making the first dollar is as hard as making the next hundred dollars. Making the first hundred is as hard as making the next thousand. Making the first thousand is harder than making the next hundred thousand, right? Mm-hmm. So you just got to change your mentality, change the way you think about it. It's not like a job where you get in and you start making a little bit of money and then you get a raise over time. And you try to climb the corporate ladder. You want to own the corporate ladder, <laughs> which means you make the rules. But at the beginning, you got to put in more effort to have that privilege.
1: Okay, last but not least is number 8, which is starting a catering company. Okay, your turn. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well,
0: the reason we picked starting a catering company is lots of people like to eat and lots of people like to make food.
1: <laughs> do do lots of people like to make food or do how many more people like to eat it than make it?
0: Well, okay, that's why we had Seven other options. (laughs) But for those of you who do like to make food and are good at it, a catering company can be a great option. We recently worked with some friends of ours to help them start a catering company. Now they have a cleaning company, too, so they have a lot going on. It's not like they've totally focused on this 100%. But we were trying to help them start a restaurant, and we realized with all the build-out costs and all the overhead and all the expenses— Shoot, you guys just started a catering company.
1: Get some traction. See what people like. See what's selling well. What are the price points? Do it out of your home and save yourself a ton of upfront cost. Become profitable faster. Grow from there once you have the money to buy, if you decide, a brick and mortar location.
0: Totally. I mean, short of, you know, unless you buy like a ton of meat or something that you don't use, like you're basically <laughs> meat. you're basically not going to lose money on a catering business because you buy what you need. You Essentially, the customer is already paying for what you need. Plus, they're paying you for your time, energy, effort.
1: Usually, you know ahead of time how many people you're going to be working with, how many people are at the event, the cost of it, and then you can build a little more reasonably.
0: You're profitable out of the gate. Like, the risk is super low, right? And then over time, if you become more profitable, you can open up a location or open up a food truck, like that taco truck we went to the night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, delicious. Okay, so once again, pretty low barrier to entry. There are probably a lot of people out there who enjoy Cooking or baking, I mean, this could be desserts, it could be regular food it could be all kinds of things right and whether you like cooking or not maybe you could find someone else who does like cooking and once again you can partner with them and you could do more of the administrative or the operational type work or maybe you're the marketer the salesperson right so it's just another business has a pretty low barrier to entry that there's lots of different angles you can take to get involved in
1: Mm -hmm. i think your biggest challenge in this one is to make sure that you're getting events you're booking events you're booking these catering opportunities and continually booking those The food and making the food is probably something that is more doable, but it's all about selling, marketing. How can I continue to get
0: events? But I feel like the foot in the door, the barrier to entry is low because you can start with people that you know and or other people you know who also know people. And like you said, everybody likes to eat food, eat comidas. So once again, we love this business because it's low barrier to entry. Everybody likes to eat. You can start out with people you know and or people that people you know know. That makes sense. (laughs) People you know know. (laughs) And then you can get a bunch of reviews from them. It's not like you have to work with one company for a long time to get one testimonial or review. You can literally get like 20 reviews from one event. So pretty epic. So if you get a bunch of reviews on Yelp or Google, for example... Like All you have to do is set up a Google My Business account, which is free and easy to do, and then you'll show up in local search. And if you have a bunch of people review you on Google, telling everyone how amazing your food was, then when people are searching for catering companies or food, you're going to show up and then bada bing, bada boom. But I wouldn't just rely on that. You can hand out flyers. You can get referrals. This is another one that's great for getting a bunch of referrals. All you have to do is ask people if they know anyone who likes to eat (laughs) or if they're having a party. I would also try to work with local businesses. There's so many different angles you can take here. And once again, you can be involved in this directly or you can hire it out to someone else. All right, Tara, do you want to run over? All right, Tara. All right, Tara, do you want to go through some of the numbers?
1: Okay, so let's say in your catering company that you charge $40 a person. And let's say you have a 20-person average per event. So that would equal about $800 per event. And let's say you were able to book 25 events per month. Now, you're not going to start out with 25 events booked per month. It's going to take some time to build up to that. But once you do, you can be making $20,000 per month. Now, obviously with food, there's overhead. And let's say half of that goes to overhead in creating delicious food. (laughs) (laughs) And that's where we arrive at our $10,000 per month number. Okay, so then let's say you want to scale it. You can branch out to other locations. You could open a physical location like we're talking about or even get a food truck. And if that does well, possibly even do a franchise. Now, this would take time to build and nail it, then scale it, and then be able to create a franchise.
0: Yeah, and well, to scale something like this, you essentially just do more of what's working. Mm -hmm. Like maybe by now you've been running some ads and those are working well. And you can branch out to other areas, but the truth is you can do a lot of catering business in one city and make a lot of money before you need to go to another area, Mm -hmm. right? And then, just like anything, if you do build a successful catering business, making six figures a year, what else can you do? You can teach people how to do that. You can literally create a course or a program teaching people how to run a catering business like this. Maybe you develop some software to help people run their catering business. The possibilities are endless.
1: All right. So we have given you eight different businesses, eight different ideas of how to start a business. And within each one of those businesses, there are a multitude of variations that you can take and use that fit you, your situation, your financial situation, what time you got, what experience have you got, who you're working with and create something for you that within amount of time, if you're willing to put in the time and the effort and to learn and to grow can be making you $10,000 a month. That is pretty incredible.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. And like Tara said, there's so many variations as to how to do this. Our goal here was not to give you a step-by-step of exactly how to do each one of these businesses. Our goal is just to open up your mind to the possibilities so you can go down one of these paths or these ideas might help you think of another path of all the different things you can explore. I mean, just from today's podcast, there's probably a combination of like a thousand plus different businesses that you can do that are specific to you, your situation. Okay, I don't want to just repeat everything there. So that's usually what I do. I just repeat whatever <laughs> she says. So. But there's so many different ideas, different ways you can make money that are specific to you, your situation, and your interests, mm-hmm. right? So just pick one of those and go with it and try it out and see how it goes. And what's cool about these ideas is most of them, I mean, some of them are different than others. Like if you're going to do a retail product and you create a product, okay, that takes a little more, or create a software product, but for the most part, these are things that you can do and you can try and then you can adjust and adapt and you don't have a lot of sunk costs or upfront risk. You can just try something out, see how it works, and then keep going and growing over time. Well, that brings us to the end of another amazing Millionaire University podcast episode. So sad. This yeah. ended up being a little longer than I thought. There, you were right. I probably should have broken them up into <laughs> <laughs> several episodes. But hey, we like to over deliver, right? Right. Um you have anything to say in closing <sighs> free business course.
1: well what do you want me to say about it I
0: want you to tell them to go get it because it'll be good for them and where they should go
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you say it trying to be a little subtle here if you have yet to get the free business course that we have created for you at millionaireuniversity.com training go get it what business. you waiting for
1: There are over 300 business ideas that we put even on a PDF in that free business course. So you can check that out if you're thinking, well, I want these eight. I need 300 more. Go there and check it out.
0: If someone were to take this podcast episode with all the nuance that we talked about for each one, and they were to go look at those 300 ideas, how many different ideas do you think they can come up with?
1: Way too many. Because all you need is one.
0: 10,000. But don't come up with 10,000. Just go with what your heart. Is calling it to you. Is what your heart is calling it to you. <laughs> so go to millionaireuniversity.com slash training get your free business course now while supplies last. And we will see you next time.
1: Adiós, muchachos.
0: Adiós, muchachos. Especially if you're starting a Mexican catering business. Please do. Go do. It. Okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Just kidding. <laughs> wow. Oh. All right. Should we go get. Should we go get lunch. Did you see me? Um, we Go ahead and get dinner.
1: <laughs> yes. Let's do
0: Let's see what our kids are doing. Yep. All right.
1: Hey. Bye. Bye. Bye.